On this episode of Another Way to See It, Tara Jones and I discuss social media, the pros and the cons, how we use it. And I think it's something that most people can relate to. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for tuning in to Another Way to See It. I'm Kim Moran, joined by Tara Jones. Randy Poindexter is somewhere in his van. <laughs> we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's in Virginia. So I think he's out of Florida, but he's not with us today. So Tara and I are life coaches and we talk about issues that we deal with personally and professionally. Today, I thought we would tackle social media and sort of the the pluses and minuses of social media. Mm. Because we all have sort of a love-hate relationship with it, I think. And there's definitely some data out there now about social media and its impacts on people. But Tara, you do a really good job, I feel like, with social media, whereas I struggle. Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> that's awesome to hear. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely go back and forth with that. I, I understand the love hate relationship with it. And sometimes if I'm not balanced in my life, I can go down a rabbit hole of not feeling good on social media. And that's usually when I pull back from it. I just try not to, to have it rule my business or rule my life, that that's the end all be all. I know so many, if there's any marketers listening and you would say differently, but I just can't operate that way. So I recently took a little bit of time off, I think through the summer, because it just wasn't making me feel good. And then I, I realized at least on Instagram, mostly, I really do like posting and I, I try to treat my page as more of a definitely self-help and, and, and giving people advice, but like a lot of personal journaling and storytelling of my life. I try to mix it up and I really enjoy doing that. So when I get back in that headspace of like, I just want to share a part of myself with my clients then it becomes fun again. Then it's really creative. I used to be a photographer, so I'm really into imagery. I'm learning how to write uh, well, and that's been fun. So I try to treat it like that, but I know it is a dangerous rabbit hole. I, I can't even imagine the young people that grew up only knowing that because you and I are at the age where we knew a world not very long ago, that this wasn't a reality. So I think it's a lot easier for us to pull back from it. Yeah, what, what's your relationship with it? I would say pull back. It's like, I'm just trying to engage with it on some level. Like <laughs> I, I struggle. I really do struggle. Um, and I think when it was just me not trying to do business with social media, that was um, easier. Mm. I think there's this kind of business model, like you said, for social media, which I can't get into. I mean, I'll post when I'm inspired and I won't when I won't. And they say that's terrible for business, but that's just me. And I guess it is 
part of my age. It's like, I'd rather read a book or I'd rather, you know, do something else. So, but there is a lot of data. So let me dive into the statistics. So um, BBC Future wrote that 3 billion or 40% of the world's population uses social media. Mm. So that's huge. And that was in 2018. So 2021 now, it's got to be more. Studies showed that people who use multiple social media platforms have a threefold risk of depression and anxiety linked to cyberbullying, distorted views of other people's lives, and feelings of wasting time. Mm. I can see that. Social media is linked to sleep disturbances and the addiction to social media is very real and may require treatment. Excessive usage is linked to relationship problems, poor academic achievement, and less participation in real-life communities. I mean, all these things sort of ring have a ring of truth for me. I, I can see that. According to a study, social media makes more than one half of its users feel less attractive due to photoshopped images and filters directly linked to viewing other people's selfies. So there's a comparison going on and obviously you start to see yourself in real life and you're like, well, I don't look like that. And women who spend more time on social media reported feeling less confident, more unhappy and less successful. Social media triggers feelings of envy, negativity, and isolation. And uh, the last piece of data here is 64% of Americans polled feel that social media is having negative effects in society, stating cyberbullying, misinformation, and fomenting partisanship and polarization, which mm-hmm. um, I saw a lot of that last year with the election in the United States and Yeah. And then also COVID um, differences and vaccination differences. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I, this is my experience going into my road trip because of social media and, and the polarization between on social media and then especially Facebook, I feel like that gets a lot worse. And um, the news I was a little bit worried about traveling across the United States. I wasn't sure what I was going to come across. I, I just felt this such a division. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do a road trip was to kind of get a real feel. Cause that's what this, all the social media is like, it's not real lives. It's, it's all in a lot of ways made up and everyone's opinions and, And I found traveling across the States, and I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast is, you know, I didn't talk politics or, or any, anything deep with people, but if I talk to them about their, their hometown or what's their favorite coffee shop and, and I'm, oh, I'm traveling, everyone would light up and want to talk to me. And everyone has a commonality of wanting, you know, having a good family and a good place that they're proud of the, their hometown that they're proud of. And they're really, I didn't feel fearful at all. And I didn't feel 
the division. And then I'm also a white woman. So I have to say it from that perspective. I don't know what it would be like to be a person of color doing them. If there would be a difference, I'm sure there would be. Um, but I think it's just interesting what we get fed through media. Well, I know that, um, my husband particularly has taken a huge break from social media because he says he always feels bad after he gets off. And I find that interesting because there is this idea that it's real, right? Like, but if you think about it, it's a curated life that you're posting on social media. You're not posting your worst days ever on social media. You're posting your best days ever. And to that end, for every great photo you you put up on Instagram, there are hundreds of things you wouldn't want anyone to see yeah. you know, about your life. And so I didn't really get it just because I'm not that attached to it one way or the other. Um, and I'm off Facebook because it got hacked. So I feel like fine. I was fine with that. You know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I don't. I, I wanted to get off Facebook, but so many of our classes in school were done through Facebook and I just felt like I couldn't. So it would happen for me and I was glad. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like on Instagram, I just follow things that make me happy, like cute animals and, yeah. you know, uplifting quotes. So I don't really get to see a lot of the dark side and that's just the way I want it. So I think it's an injection of positivity anyway, the way that I've curated my Instagram feed. So when I go there, it's, it's very positive, but I know he's on Twitter. So he gets to see other people and that creates a bit of mm. envy, disappointment. Yeah. I like that you said the way you curate it, because I think social media doesn't have to be a, a negative thing in our lives. You just have to be very, very conscious of it. And when you get on, you know, who you're following. If I'm feeling bad about my business, there's certain certain other businesses that I completely admire and support. But we we kind of started at the same time in our business. So I feel like we're we're the peers in a way. So I can be inspired by them, but if I'm in a bad place, I won't check out their posts. And that's just the way I do it. Cause I just know I can easily fall into a dark place of like, Oh, why do they have 2000 followers? And I only have 500, you know? Um, and whatever is just, it just feeds that part of the mind that doesn't need to be fed. <laughs> It's so funny that you say that because I never even look at that. I don't even like pay attention to that. And I just heard someone talking today about how you can pay someone, you can pay to get your post like, you know, thousands of followers. Whatever, yeah. yeah. And I just, I don't even resonate with that. So in a way, I'm glad to be the age I am. I'm sort of sad for my kids who grew up with this and have had to live their life on social media, but that's for them. That's their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's a, their generational yeah. thing that they had to handle. We had other things in our generations, but I do think for the purposes of sort of spreading a loving message 
for me anyway, it's, it's good. Um, but I am very careful about how I use it. And when it starts not to feel good, I just turn it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great too. It's like sending the loving message. There's occasionally times where I'm like out in traffic and I, I, I can hear the dialogue in my head. That's like, when I get home, I'm going to go on Facebook and, um, do a post about, uh, you know, why doesn't people use, use their blinkers or whatever? And then I just think, but why, why do that? You know, there's so much of that already, you know, so I just stay to the positive, um, the positive posts, but yeah, I know that our friend Randy and I won't tell his story, but I mean, he's at the point right now where he needs, he wants to take a little break. So I don't know if he's going to on social media or not. But I know that he wants to, or he's feeling like he wants to, which I feel like everyone should do that. Yeah, I think it's really great to pull back a bit. I got to say on the positive side, one thing I really like about these social platforms is um, I stay in touch with my extended family a lot more than I would nowadays. And that's basically kind of what I use Facebook for, not on my business page, but my personal page. And I really like that. I like when I make posts, my aunts and my cousins will comment and they really admire what I'm doing in the world and are very supportive. And then just knowing like, oh, another cousin was born because I'm not as close. We've always been kind of the odd birds in the family. And everyone lives in this, a region of Pennsylvania. So I, I don't get to see them as much. So that makes me happy. And also finding, I'm really into searching out cool little videos. Well, I'm addicted to animal rescue videos, but like cool little news channels that are doing very positive stuff. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that if, if it wasn't for social media, cause it kind of like streamlines it. And now I hate algorithm, but now the algorithm knows that I like this stuff. So my feed is very, fairly, um, streamlined into positive filling and like happy. It's like what I'll watch before I go to bed is some, you know, rescue a cow <laughs> But it makes me happy. And it's it it's like these are positive news stories we need to know about. Well, I think this brings up a concept that we discuss very often, which is mindfulness. That we have to be mindful in all areas of our lives, whether it's using social media, what we eat what we do for exercise or how we move our body or how we speak to other people that we just have to be mindful in our lives. And I heard someone talking and I'm trying to get my head around who it was. I can't remember, but they were talking about how we use the same words on social media that we do in real life, but it's not real. 
So we talk about our friends, right, on mm-hmm. Facebook, even though we've never met these people. And in real life, we if we did meet them, we may have one or two things in common, but we really don't know them. And how this is sort of creating something that feels real, but isn't real and mm-hmm. wouldn't really stand in, in real life. And I think that is important to take into consideration, especially for the younger kids, you know, like 5,000 followers aren't 5,000 friends. Although I will say this, that during the year of lockdown, I think social media saved a lot of lives. Yeah. You know, just being able to connect like that with friends or play video games or, you know, group watch a movie or something like that for a lot of young people, 2020 and 2021 was a really hard year and that's how they stayed connected. And I think it saved lives actually. Yeah, I actually had a, I actually had a client who, um, and she was, she's in her fifties, but when I finally saw her again in person, she was describing that she went into a really bad depression, bad place. And there was someone randomly like three friends removed that got onto a post somehow and they connected and the person was a coach, but they, they didn't, it wasn't like a charged thing. They, she just started talking to her and she said it literally changed her whole perspective in a really positive way. And that, that was purely, she's like, don't, doesn't even know this person in real life. So sometimes again, it's like what we pick and choose and, and how we, we, you know, treat it. And I mean, my biggest concern is the young people, them figuring it out, because again, I don't know what it is like to come into the world and it just to be a reality. And it's a very, it seems to be a very important reality socially for them. I woman talk and she said, it's really theirs to navigate. It's, it's hard for us to understand it, but it is theirs to navigate and they will figure it out. And technology is just there. It's going to be their tool. So they'll figure out how to make it meaningful and useful and all of that. So I guess no matter what you think of social media, there are always good things and sort of negative things about it. It's just like anything else. You don't overeat, but you can have sweets sometimes. You don't over drink, but if you want to have a drink occasionally, that's fine too. It's just, I th- feel like it's the same type of thing. Yeah. You know, I thought of another thing I really like about social media is I love throwing things out onto the platforms when I need help. Like yesterday I'm doing a, I'm creating these guided meditation audios, which I've, I've been wanting to do forever and dragging my feet because I don't know the technology of mixing. And so I just put it out on my Instagram storyboard and I had a bunch of people reach out directing me towards other people. And I found someone who's totally willing to help and I'm going to go see them this weekend with my computer. And so networking, those kind of things are like 
you know, I'm going on a trip. Does anyone have a good podcast? And it's like, everyone's so excited to tell you, you get it all filled up or good book. I've read many good books by, you know, posting that kind of stuff. So again, using it as a resource and not, yeah, not this like fake ego stroking. And you also did some dating online. (laughs) I'd be interested in hearing about how your dating experience, because like, that's a whole new thing. It's okay if Maggie's on the podcast. (laughs) I, I, yeah, for anyone that's hearing, uh, scratching and dangling is my little dog is somehow, (laughs) somehow got it. (laughs) My little lady dog. (laughs) Yes. Somehow got a burst of energy. Um, a little bit that one is a little trickier dating through or you know meeting people because what I'm finding is when you want to not know them anymore (laughs) there's this whole like do I block them do I do I unfollow them they'll see that I unfollowed them I don't want to hurt their feelings but I don't want them to see you know when you're not wanting to be connected anymore it gets trickier or if someone breaks your heart, if you're connected, you see their life continuing. It's weird. Unless you, talk about unless you block it off. Yeah. Yeah. But that takes willpower <laughs> to do that. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think that, I think that we've come up with more good things about social media than we have sort of negative things, but I mean, just things to talk about, things to think about. Like if you notice that you're going on social media and you're getting super bummed out, maybe that's a a little bit of a a warning sign to maybe take a break or change up what you're looking at, right? Um, You can mute people, I think on Instagram. I learned that recently uh, that you can mute people for stuff that if you just find it too negative or just not making you feel good. Um, Also a great way, uh, especially with Instagram, I found if you want more positivity in your feed, it's not just following positive people, but you can follow positive hashtags. And that's been a wonderful way for me to, I don't know, I can't think of any good ones right now, but if you go in there and you follow, and then it brings many, many people into it's like a folder then of positivity, like, I don't know, hashtag self-care or, and that's a nice way of flooding yourself with that kind of positive energy. And also posting positivity yourself. Absolutely. You know, positivity. And also like recently I did, it wasn't one of my very vulnerable posts, but it definitely was like a little uh, on the real side. Cause I've been going through some hardship and I always tried to help other people through my own experience. And I am always pleasantly surprised that I'll get a lot more comments from, from people that follow me and say, thank you so much for being real, or thank you for sharing that. I think people are looking for 
realness. They don't want just happy, happy, life is great, manifest this, you know, all the things that we've talked about, (laughs) all these like taglines. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that real, real, being real, being authentic in my mind is a positive thing, right? It's not false positivity. It is, as you said, a little bit vulnerable, but also showing that this isn't just like a plastic platform, right? There are living, breathing people behind these things. There are unfiltered people there. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I try to, I try to do it. It's, it's a skill definitely to do it without what I would call emotionally puking. Cause cause that that's a turnoff for me when I have, when I follow someone that's doing that too much and it feels like it almost gets stuck on me. Um, so it, it is a fine, fine. And I I've been playing with it a lot with writing of how to be vulnerable and also helpful or insightful at the same time. I like what we've come up with and I, I would really encourage anyone who's listening to this to just reach out and send us an email or or DM on Instagram and talk to us about some of your experiences that you have had navigating social media, good, bad, and otherwise, you know, we can include those on our social media posts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and really knowing, knowing you're not alone in this navigation, everyone, no matter how they're looking or how many follows that they have it it's a real thing of navigation um and and knowing how to do it where it's not sucking your soul but it's actually feeding it uh, a lot of people are saying don't check it first thing in the morning so maybe that's you know a message that you could just try and give yourself a little time to wake up before you go and check that out if you want to have a good day, but yeah, I mean, my, my go-to again, is the animal rescue videos. (laughs) If I go to social media, that's what I did. (laughs) I just go straight to that. It's like more positivity. (laughs) So. Well, all right. Short, but sweet. I hope to uh, hear from some of our listeners. That would be wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Have a great day, Tara. Bye. If this episode resonated with you or made you think about someone you know, please pay it forward and like, subscribe, and share it. We appreciate it.